Welcome to the Journey of Identity podcast brought to you by Adusa. Together with your hosts, David and Patricia, you will embark on an exciting journey exploring and discussing topics such as identity, technology, innovation, and much more. We hope you will enjoy our talks. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Recently, I was reading a book called The Human Network, and I came across this cool idea there by Joseph Stumpeter, a German name. Sorry for the pronunciation, not good at that. And the idea was creative destruction. What he was saying is that you basically destroy the old with innovation of the new one. And it's for the benefits, convenience, all the positive things of the future, society, capitalism. To be more official, I found a MIT economics definition of this, and it's <laughs> creative destruction refers to the in-season product and process innovation mechanism by which new production units replace outdated ones. Mm -hmm. It was coined by, as I mentioned, Joseph Schumpeter in 1942, who considered it the essential fact about capitalism. So. You know, back in the day, we we're riding horses. Now we are driving cars. Unfortunately, or with, uh, let's say, shoes, before it was more handmade, mm -hmm. order-made. Now it's all assembly line. And I was thinking how or in what ways we can see this in today's world regarding identity, digital identity. Mm -hmm. So if you could follow up, like give examples how... It, you can see it pretty much everywhere. There are, you know, countless of examples. Basically everything in the internet has to do with digital identity. You know, if we look at um, what digital identity is, normally sort of we think about the type of things like my personal information, my first name, last name, somehow digitized in the online world. Right, maybe maybe an account with some information, my shipping details, so that I can shop online and stuff like that. Uh, but it's actually a bit more than that. It's things like IP addresses, right? Your username and password is part of your digital identity. Really, anything that can be coupled with you, it has to do with your digital identity. And so, in, from this respect, <laughs> pretty much everything you know, that we see all the services and all the information that we see today have to do something with digital identity. Digital identity is a core part of it, actually. And without it, none of it could happen. So we can basically say bye-bye to our Airbnb, Uber services, <laughs> exactly. everything that's on the phone. Because if you think about it, yeah, it's right. You cannot access any of these services that are essential well, in quotations, because, I mean, you can go to the forest and Uber is going to be useless for you. But in the modern lifestyle uh, living, it's very, you cannot make it as badly as it sounds without your phone and services <laughs> on it. Um, and yeah, you are right. If you think about it, I cannot go, I cannot do anything. I cannot order food. Mm. I cannot do like Airbnb. And it's interesting to see that people are unaware of this because they just think it's another service, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, for the younger generations, millennials, Gen Z, it's an absolutely vital part of their 
identity. And when I say identity, I really mean personal identity, not just some technical jargony stuff. I actually mean a part of their daily lives. For, you know, teenagers or for younger people, it's absolutely vital to have access to online services, to have access to their, you know, social profiles and all of these this stuff that really has is very, very much coupled with the way they operate, with the way they socialize, right? So it's not anymore just a thing of, I can blo- blo- you know post a couple of blog posts somewhere and and or even even you know the Airbnb the, um, example it's 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 a shift it's an enormous shift for sure for accommodation industry but it's not as sort of big of a shift as if you think about it from a social perspective where social networks have moved us and generally where the internet has moved us right as I said, IP addresses, the ability to connect. We often think about hyperconnectivity, but it's not just hyperconnectivity. It's also identification, a big part of the fact that you can actually connect, that you can actually communicate with one person and not another, right? This is, it just crossed my mind that, because when you talk about digital identity, everyone instantly, or from my perception at least, categorizes us at something IT, so it's jargon we don't understand. Yet I see while you were while you were while you were talking about it, I see that there are layers of it, and mm-hmm. these layers are omnipresent. They are everywhere, and it takes extreme right now momentum because back in the day, as you just said, blog post, you just posted something, and people. Like what consider IP and address, and they didn't think about identity. But now, I mean, think where you have all your logins, mm-hmm. and that's your identity in every single service. So it is there, and it's the huge shift that is happening, and people are not aware, or they don't even notice it. I mean, okay, they are too busy probably to think about it, but it's a sort of this invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Revolution is happening <laughs> slowly. It's not. It's not slow. I mean, ten years ago, was it like this? Ten years ago? No. No, not at all. When did Facebook come out? I, I, you know, it's it's not just about oh. Facebook, but it's it's. I think you know, the, there's a couple of big leaps that happened, and mm-hmm. and the last huge leap, uh, and it wasn't. You know, we we say leap. It, it wasn't over a day. What was over a day? was the introduction of a smartphone that actually worked, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> uh, and at least at least on, in, in, in Europe, and mm-hmm. in the US, and, and, and a lot of different places in the world, it's, it's absolutely changed the way we uh, connect online, right? If we look at the analogy of uh, just tele- telecommunication, before we used to call a location, now you call a person. And the same way with internet, you connect to a person. Your phone is your phone, right? We actually feel a bit violated if someone even touches our phone. Oh yeah, that's like touching my hand. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. it's, 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 it's gone to that point, right? Yeah, this is what uh, Mike Luhan in the message, uh, it, no, the, yeah, message the massage is that, medium is the message, sorry, uh, is that technology is the extension of our body. And I think the most private item ever is the phone. Absolutely. It's just like breaking into your house. You just don't do that. Like it's, it's maybe worse actually. 
for me. Yeah, because it's like it's you. Actually, it's ever it's like a little I don't, a box pa- Pandora box. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be negative, but I'm just you know, <laughs> there's plenty of things both ways, but uh, the entire spectrum of things we do. But I want to come back to what you mentioned, the social aspect, because this is crazy. When I millennials are sort of the and they were at the entrance because the millennials knew or know the world before. Mm-hmm. the tech mm-hmm. revolution and the the one they live in which is the tech whereas Gen Z they have no clue yeah. it's just <laughs> and it is true how it shifts such a and it's something no one I think or very few people would connect this that this invisible shift that is happening with services and digital identity how it is connected to our mindset and psychology, psychology, and mm-hmm. that Gen Z's lifestyle is built on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is it is an extension, right? It's it's if you think about it from a communication perspective, uh, it really, if if we really simple it down, sort of conceptually, all it is is just being able to th- do things different. Right, it's just that the shift, the way, the, how far we can reach, how efficiently we can do things, and how different the way we do things is, and the fact that you know, if it's absolutely, it's expected in in the in Gen Z, Gen Y, it's expected to be present online. Oh yes, you right? you don't exist basically if you're not. If you're not online, you don't exist. Right, it's a part of the social expectations. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, but that's all obviously changes. The the question is: Are is, is the mind re- really ready for that? Right? It's going to take a while before we before the regulation, before mm-hmm. the technology, before the culture sit sits down in this. But I guess that's for another talk. This is a very yeah. extensive, uh, very extensive topic. Yeah. Which gets me to the future. Like how? Where is it going? <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, uh, we talked about things that are, in a way, you know, it's sort of the, the, the stuff that's obvious, I guess, right? The social networks and that sort of thing. But if we think about the future, we have to think about the things that are not here, the, the, the stuff that we don't see, the stuff that is not present, right? One of those things is, in most countries in the world, is what you already touched upon, is actually seamless digital identity. Being able to do the things that we do today with even less hassle, with even more accessibility, right? Being able to th- do things that we are not able to today. Yeah, in a so frictionless for, way. In a, and not just about frictionless, mm-hmm. but also think about sort of infrastructure level, right? Mm-hmm. If you have if payments today, for example, payments is not a sort of it's not an infrastructure that's just there right it's a part of it's it's services like uh, and infra- uh, infrastructure providers like Visa and MasterCard that are making a lot of money on the fact that their digital identity enables payments mm-hmm. so such a monopoly we can say right and the thing is if we look at the way things are developing if you look at the regulation we have you know, in, in Europe, we have the PSD2. If you look at the technology, 
we have you know the verifiable credentials we have distributed identity designs it's heading towards a systems and digital identity infrastructures that do not need this type of organizational mm-hmm. um, sort of trust anchoring so can we expect them to fight back yeah absolutely i mean i mean this is actually something that was really interesting in in a part of um Dave Birch's book on identity is the new, the new money where he talks about how sort of the, the the landscape of of finance uh and 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 money uh and just exchange in general is going to change based on the fact that you know anyone can really issue a co- their own coin right a lot of companies are doing it actually mm-hmm. where we are not yet there is being able to actually work with this seamlessly right mm. because you know your bitcoin really isn't as frictionless as um as your uh, payments card right mm-hmm. it's not there yet and the same way exchanging it isn't just isn't a norm yeah it's it's not as accessible right but the thing is if if you have these currencies that are um that are really based on the technology which is possible mm-hmm. uh the way we think about trust completely changes and maybe <laughs> you won't even need a provider like mastercard or visa to sort of be the single provider of this infrastructure because that's really you know where does that economical power come from right it's coming from the fact that they own the infrastructure your money before it used to be that you know you had your cash the trust was in the cash if you lost the cash you no longer you lost the value right you poor <laughs> basically <laughs> you lost it you poor <laughs> yeah, I mean. but anyway with 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 this shift towards the identity space where you know your card really is your part of your identity also right your the, the number on it the chip in it with the cryptography and everything in it that's also part of your identity and one of the most important parts of your identity actually yeah, because you need it to exist in the society you need it to system. function right yeah. you actually need it to physically function these days right a lot of places don't even accept cash anymore that's true and so it's um i just realized how money is a new thing Do you think about it? It's not what it's hundred something years old. Like, I mean, money before coins, but the oh, system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me clarify more. And it's it hasn't experienced such a big, huge transformation that is being exposed to right now. Mm-hmm. Because you said like it, there are places, for example, where we're right now in Prague. There are markets where you go cashless and you don't even show up with, real, you know, fiat money. You have to have card. Yeah. And this is, I think, this is just a question of time before everything becomes like this, and it's gonna be more or less very soon. Because, because as I said, I feel there is this momentum where things are not ta- like it's technology is really, really driving quickly. Mm-hmm. and we are society slowly catching up but maybe what i see here as you said with the mastercard and visa is that there are these big players that they built some infrastructures before they've been functioning in them how long 
couple of decades. And they're not gonna. <laughs> it's generating a lot of money, a lot of revenue, and it's just. And there will be more of them. It's not yeah. just those two. Yeah, but this is this is where the regulator also comes in, right? Because, uh, you know, let's face it, the the just banking and finance in general is a heavily regulated industry, and I think this is sort of one of the first steps that we see in this is the PSD two, mm-hmm. uh, which at least in Europe sets a precedent for sort of a new way, new age of payments and mm-hmm. account access. And effectively, it's already here, right? All it's waiting for is the technical realization. So it needs companies. It needs to companies to make 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 it happen, basically. It's not an easy thing, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to be like like that. I'll snap it and it's here. No. But, uh, but the idea behind the PSD2 is you can have people authorize payments mm-hmm. free of charge. And you have to have this. That's the regulation, mm-hmm. right? So this is sort of that other side of things where the regulators really, there has to be the leadership that sees uh, this potential to make this shift actually happen. And I think we do see that, right? The PSD2 is an, is an excellent example. And I guess for, for a lot of people, uh, you know, with technologists, it's usually... Uh, there's, you know, and so, like with everything, with any project, you first have... The expectations are really high. There's so much excitement, and then then you see that it's not going as fast as you expected, which is sort of what's happened with the PSD two. But it's going to make the shift. Right? How old is it? It's a couple of years. So it's it's very new. It's fresh. It's a fresh thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's in effect since two eighteen, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So it's 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 been around. You know, companies have had and. Primarily, first, it was the banks, right? The banks had to get ready with their open APIs and everything. And now, uh, now it's sort of we're in the time where it's about the tech companies and the and, and the and the market to sit in and really find ways to take advantage of this and this full potential of this. I'm wondering if. Because banking money is a huge thing. It's an important thing because, as you said, and we, as we all agree, it allows you and it enables you to function in the society. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there are other fields, domains where it has such a huge exposure to changes. If you know what I mean, I yeah. would just like okay, money and no, I mean uh, absolutely. There's there's as as I said, you know, it's it's really everything. It's it's marketing, it's media, you know. With what going back to marketing, uh, think about the way companies like Uber or Airbnb you mentioned are able to onboard new customers, and not ju- not just from. You know, digital identity experts usually think of onboarding as the process of verifying the identity of the user, right? That's not really what I mean now. There's the other part, which is just as important, which has to do with marketing, right? The ability to spread the message, and this actually was enabled by the digital identity in these cases. I don't know if you're familiar with the way Uber um, sort of spread the message about and and basically got new customers on board no, so quickly. No, you can. One of the, one of the sure. one of the okay, techniques they used. I'm sure there were others, but this is the most effective mm-hmm. way they they functioned and they still function today was that you would get um, a discount mm-hmm. if you invited another person who accepted it and they would get a discount as well. 
I actually think I saw it with other things. They use it in Uber Eats. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is all this. And a lot of other companies use it too yeah. these days, right? You do need to onboard the customer. You need them to download an app. You mm-hmm. need to set up them to set up an account, put their, you know, uh, card info mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And and the way they did it basically is they didn't have to go be the ones that are going to the customer. It was their customers who went to other customers. Why? Because they got a free ride, right? And because they could actually get their friend to get a free ride, right? So this thing actually spread like crazy, right? People, you know, uh, I guess for them, their target target uh, audience was pr- primarily, again, millennials, Gen Y, right? Back then. And, uh, and they were able to spread, you know, I remember when I was in university, uh, it, this, it was it was so quick. Everyone, all of a sudden, everyone had Uber, right? <laughs> Within a month, yeah. because they they just shared sort of these credits. It took them for for them. It was really just a one free ride. But for Uber, it was a customer. It was a customer, right? And look where they're now. Yeah, global. Yeah, absolutely. And and the means to achieve that was digital identity, right? The way they spread it basically was invite to an email. Mm-hmm. So you had a link. Right, there was some some identification of that of that relationship, and that's what basically uh, got you the um, got you the free service and got Uber the customer. the customer. And then it just followed as a domino effect because it integrated perfectly into maybe it's also the lifestyle of millennials, but it just fit right in. Yeah. It was I can imagine that it spreads like fire. And that's why it works, and it's it got where it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right, marketing. You need to really think about, look deeper into the things to see what is behind. Mm-hmm. Because the first thought is like marketing, digital identity, how how you can relate those two. But then you start talking about it, and you realize, but this is it. Yeah. And then you you ask yourself, okay, so it's literally changing every single part. Mar- like how can how. Marketing, it's when you say marketing, you imagine TV spots, ra- I don't know, radio spots. Uh, now, Ads, social- right? yes, but this is social, social marketing. <laughs> this is like, I guess that's what they call it. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know if it's a phrase, but I, I just phrase. I just realized that this is uh, yeah, it is phrase, but in this uh, in this context, but yeah, it it is incredible. I was reading somewhere that if you are trying to create a new service or come up with a new app concretely it was uh, you need to think how to fit it in into the lifestyle of the people and it needs yeah. to be simple and the example was uh, Instagram mm-hmm. that how they managed to create amazing simple smooth seemingly working app where you just share pictures and on top of that the uh, the editing that you could edit it straight up boom Instagram ready to go that there were other apps before and they could not do it mm-hmm. and it also has to do well I don't know if the issue was with digital identity in this case because maybe it was user ex- it was user experience more like this that they didn't yeah. think this through how the audience the target market will be uh, reacting use it, right? yes that yeah. you have to this is and we talked about it. Uh, we will share this blog post soon, UX and digital identity. But I just realized that it is a part of it. That you need to make it work. Yeah, make- absolutely. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know. It's again. It, it, you said it. It's. It's not just a techie term. 
it's really an essential part of, you know, we were thinking of talking about the banks. So like, that's a, a, a great example. Being able to onboard quickly is a matter of UX. Yeah. And this is what differentiates banks today, right? Being able to set up new accounts more che- cheaply because of marketing costs, because of operation costs, right? And also being to, to, to able to provide an experience that's just seamless for the people and that they don't feel like they've got a cumbersome way ahead of them, but it's, 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 it's an easy thing, right? So it is a part of, it is, I, I don't think people either knew or realize it, but now since we, the main topic of today is the creative destruction and how it is related to digital identity, I, user experience and they, the way you set it up, it is creative destruction because it's des- destroying, the, yeah. not working. It's the better, being able to provide better products yeah. is really a matter of providing products and services that have better user experience at the end of the day, right? As long as, you know, the costs and, 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 and the economical factors align. Uh, but but that also, you know, tying this back to the topic of digital identity, it's an absolutely essential part of it. And, and you know, if you're not able to provide that through the, an effective way and dis- digital identity design, it is not going to work. Right. But I just want to come back to one thing that, that crossed my mind when you were talking about Instagram. That's another... Uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about the existence of Instagram, but the way companies market and communicate with their customers and with other influencers on these on social networks like Instagram. It's completely shifted, not just marketing, but also sales. Oh, yeah. Because it's a completely, and it's it's transformed into this completely new concept, right? Where it's really much more a conversation. And today, and, and you know, a lot of the startups and a lot of the companies are realizing that it's much better to have a, you know, some, some, some influencer on Instagram or some blogger that has a very specific and targeted audience rather than, you know, putting an ad out there uh, on, on TV, for example, um, and targeting pretty much everyone, right? Yeah, and it's and it's not just about it's not just about marketing, but it's also about sales, right? The way you're able to have a relationship with people in a completely new ways, and this again is why is that? It's because you've got you know a, a an account, you've got a persona uh, that is somehow projected in this in the in this context of Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, and you're able to communicate with people in ways that you weren't able to before. Yeah, we have a platform where literally, compared to the previous days, where you were just talking to emptiness and you were hoping that someone hears you. Yeah, there was no feedback. Like, there was yeah, no there dialogue. Was, it you, was just yeah, a, exactly. a, a, it was a monologue, way. basically. Yeah. One way, and you, you were praying that it will show in your numbers. But now you have a platform, literally, where you have individual people with their digital identities, as much as is not used in this context, but it is true. And you what you just said, have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you can tailor the right audience. You can find your people that will appreciate your product. You can build a fan base and it goes on and on. And it was not possible before. Mm-hmm. So as sad as it is, yes, TV, ciao bella. <laughs> not as efficient for 
building a relationship. It's not working with building a relationship, I mean. I guess, you know, if you have a really wide audience. Coca-Cola, okay. It works, right? But, it, but it's it's not a it's not a thing of, of, of most for most companies, most services and this new shared economy we where you know, really anyone can start a business and, and offer a new service with some cutting edge feature to it or or some some something that just someone else hasn't th- thought of. It's not gonna work, right? It's 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 and this new platform is just an an absolutely essential media uh, to communicate with specific people. Identifying specific people, having specific relationships, right? And it goes beyond Instagram. It's LinkedIn. It's Twitter. It's right. And it's it's it's, it's, and it's it's not just social media. It's also just Google Ads, right? That's true. Be- being able to yeah. and it's again, you know, it, it works on the principle of you know storing some cookies that have some identification information about mm-hmm. you. They're able to use the IP address to somehow locate you, and, and all of this is used to tailor and sort of have an idea about that specific person, right? About and, and identity. The, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a, it's not a, but it's, in, in a way, it's, it's, and it's becoming a more one-on-one relationship mm-hmm. than it was mm-hmm. before. You know, just going, again, you know, we've been talking about marketing for quite a while, but uh, now, but just with, with, with the power of, of these Google ads, right? You see content that is actually tailored specifically to your target audience so that you can be walked through a certain path depending on where you are with the customer in the customer journey right depending on who you are you know demographics and 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 your past experiences or whatever you let out out there about yourself maybe you've got a different ad than than the person sitting next to you right maybe you get different ads than i do oh for sure (laughs) I'm, I'm 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 positive on that. Different because yeah, behavioral habits, well, shopping habits, everything's being mapped out. Fall like cookies, what you said, and to deliver, well, ROI, delivering the best possible option for you, so you convert at some point, right? So yeah, it it is marketing, it's sales, it's building relationships, it's communication. Everything just got a new. It's a new age. Like as crazy as it sounds and as people because I you know how it is with brain it doesn't realize the change you, like it doesn't yeah. strike instantly it's it's not like this we it takes time to for you to really be like wow yeah yeah I mean it, it takes reflection because it's 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 you know these things it's not a change that happened overnight right and yeah. so you're getting adjusted to it you're getting used to it and it's, and so, so that's absolutely natural i think and what was new yesterday is all today with technology i mean instagram for example back to it is changing non-stop adding new features mm-hmm. banks are adding new t- features though it's i think because of its nature it takes longer it's it's not that brisk and quick as instagram because of what it is at its core, but it is shedding its skin nonstop, yeah, and absolutely. the speed of this is increasing, increasing, um, nonstop. So, I mean, now that you're coming back to this, uh, the the topic of banking and money in general, one example that I think is absolutely perfect, <laughs> as, as as an example of creative destruction, is the way, for example, in Kenya. You know, mobile phones have completely replaced cash. I wasn't aware of that. Wow. Yeah, and 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 the reason actually is is 
it's not just it's not just seamlessness, of course. It has to do with security also. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, money, as, as we, you know, we were talking about this before, right? If you lose your cash or if someone steals your cash, mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want with it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's no sort of, it's not your cash, really. It's mm-hmm. just cash and you just use it in, in a mm-hmm. sense, right? Of course, from a legal perspective, it is your cash. But in countries like Kenya, where it's it's just a bit bit rougher, uh, that's a problem, right? It's gone. It's gone. And and the thing is, uh, and this was actually one of those things where, uh, you know, an economic shakedown basically meant that there was a collapse in banking. The telco providers saw an opportunity, and they built an inf- infrastructure of mobile connectivity. And this is working on, not on smartphones, but it's mm-hmm. still mostly on S- SMS-based, right? So you've got your number, which is basically your telephone number, which is basically your identity, and you've got uh, your, the ability to text and call. But based on this, they actually have payments that are going through. You're just basically sending money to another account by you know, picking their number and sending some, uh, you know, we've got this in the Czech Republic as well. If you go to the subway, you can buy tickets this way, right? Yes. But mm-hmm. a, unlike in the Czech Republic in Kenya, it's actually, you can buy everything. You you, you, you pay for uh, your meal in a restaurant, wow. for example, this way, right? And the reason is, it's so much safer for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you compl- cannot lose it. You cannot drop it in the street. And no yeah. one can steal it because yeah. if they steal it, you've got your pin on your phone and you yeah. can secure it and it's u- and it's useless to them, right? And so this is really an, an example, a very, very good example of how identity has completely changed the landscape mm-hmm. because the reason why it's so secure, why it's so safe for, for, the, for, the, for the end user and for the people is that you've got your identity behind the money. It's your identity that's sort of safeguarding the money, not the other yeah. way around. Right? And this cannot be stolen, basically. Right. Well, it can well, be stolen, but it's... Uh, under the condition that we imagine it's done well. Not in today's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Today, we presume that it is uh, safe and cannot be stolen. But uh, when you said the example of Kenya, China's running on this WeChat. Yeah, That's absolutely. like, you don't, no cash, don't even QR bother, codes, right? everything, mm-hmm. which is insane. Like, uh, how, and I, how long have it has been around in China? Uh, no, I don't know. It's, it's been, I think it's been almost maybe 10 years, seven years. Oh, that's I'm a, not sure, honestly. For a country of a, the size of China, and I presume it is all over China. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't been, I, don't, I, I haven't <laughs> studied either. this, but... but, but uh, because sometimes, you know, we have, it can be limited to some cities and inf- no, no, particular no, no. regions, it's and like it's that. not. But China is huge, and to launch a project like this, to be, okay, we say, buy to money, now we use QR codes, now you have WeChat, and do, wow, this is, you know. It's a shift. It is. Sure. And the reason why it's such a shift is because it's replaced, you know, this is going back to the, uh, the thing we were talking about before with MasterCard, and and Visa, what they have, the what what really is the core of uh, the value and the reason why it's so dominant is the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's not so much the cards; it's mm-hmm. more, much more the terminals. It's really di- really difficult to build something like this, right? With the phone and with what the WeChat, what WeChat is doing, with what happened, what was achieved in in Kenya, this can be replaced, mm-hmm. right? 
the reason is because you can actually have two different fo- two phones communicating over a transaction. Mm-hmm. You don't need the terminal. You don't need this old, you know, robust, hardwired infrastructure in place that uh, to make it work. Yeah, you rule out basically one player from the equation. Yeah, and you make a shortcut with this, which I think, as we discuss here, it's gonna get there. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know when, but it's 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 gonna take time, but it's gonna it's definitely it's happening. It's the regulators, you know. We see that these discussions about, and this you know this topic is quite uh, interconnected with other things. But we see discussions about open banking being more and more present in most of the, many of the markets. We see, uh, you know. Uh, other countries adopting the principles of privacy like as we have in the in Europe the GDPR you know we've got data rates in Australia we've got uh, uh, similar stuff going on in the, in the US so this these are all things that are sort of changing this landscape so that it's possible to take advantage of the full advantage of what digital identity has to offer the people so that it actually functions for the society no, this is <clears throat> this is very much uh, this is true, completely <laughs> basically. It's funny that since we started, you know, a simple question such as destruct uh, creative destruction, and you go deep in this and you realize it's all over. And to conclude, to conclude today's episode, the main message is that everything evolves, everything changes mm-hmm. more than ever quicker than ever. And as much as it's not visible, digital identity is like one of the main pillars, engines, drivers of this. Because we are in a different age that is not visible. It's not like, oh, we have we had horses, now we have trains, planes. This is invisible thing that's on your tiny little phone. But people should be aware that actually this is the train is not stopping and it's going to be interesting and cool absolutely okay thank you very much guys for listening to us and looking forward to another episode thank you for listening to our podcast we hope you enjoyed it it got you some information nuance let us know how you liked it and we're looking forward to yet another amazing episode next month